Hi guys, and we're back. Welcome back to another episode. Hope you enjoyed that last one. Um, yeah, so that last episode was primarily just talking about <clears throat> what resources am I going to use and just kind of a general overview for scouting. This episode is probably going to be a little bit quicker. Um, but what I'm going to do today is primarily we're going to go over the different um, position groups on offense and kind of discuss what I'll be looking for with those specific players, um, you know, to see if they're going to be a good fit. And um, again, just to kind of recap last episode, just went over all the resources, you know, whether that be. Um, you know, different draft guides, mock draft machines, uh, game film, uh, practice tape, um, all 22, all that kind of stuff, all the different resources. Uh, what's going to matter a lot more today is going to be scheme fit and uh, kind of what we look for in terms of the players at different positions. So physical profile, position prototype, how are they winning? How often are they winning? What competition level are they at? Is it going to translate to the next level? What do they struggle with? What are their strengths? What are their weakness to? What are their weaknesses? What's everything that I like about them? And then how do I poke holes in them as prospects and find all their weaknesses? So we're just going to dive into it. Um, I'm not going to do quarterbacks. Uh, just... Pretty much because the Niners, I don't expect them to draft a quarterback. And if they do, um, I mean, who knows? <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to do quarterbacks. Uh, but what we are going to do is we're going to do wide receivers. We're going to do tight ends. We're going to do running backs. And we're going to do offensive line. I'm going to try and um, I'm going to split offensive line, interior offensive line versus offensive tackles. Um, so those are the different position groups that we're going to go over today. Uh, so yeah, I hope that you enjoy this and uh, let's get right into it. So I'm going to start off with wide receivers. Now, going into this, um, I mentioned a couple episodes trying to figure out what it is that Shanahan and Lynch what they look for in terms of a wide receiver, um, how they use them, and uh, what they're kind of looking for. And the one thing that I've noticed about all the different receivers that they've drafted is they pretty much all are uh, yak, yards after catch. They have different ways of doing it. They have different body types. Um, you have a Debo who's, you know, catches the ball and then just smashes. You've got Juwan Jennings who breaks tackles. Um, you've got Ayuk who just glides uh, in between defenders and is just difficult to bring down. Um, but pretty much every receiver that they have on the team um, and that they've drafted is a yards after catch guy. Shanahan will scheme a guy open. Hey, I'll get you the ball. What do you do with the ball? So that's just kind of the one of the things that I'm looking at when I'm looking at a receiver. Um, in general, uh, first thing I'm going to typically do with a wide receiver is I'm going to look at their body. You know, what's their body type? What is the wide receiver prototype? You know, what kind of general category would this fit into? Um, so if you play Madden, um, you'll kind of know what I mean by in terms of like prototype, uh, you know, for like wide receivers, they've got, they've got like deep threat, they've got physical, they've got um, like route runners, uh, they've got playmakers, and they've got like slots. And uh, hey, you know, which, which of these are you and then maybe you have like a combination of the two so maybe you're a deep threat and you're physical because you're big you can go deep and you just body guys at the catch point 
Uh, maybe you're a physical slot like a Jawan Jennings, you know, big physical, but a slot receiver. Uh, maybe you're a route runner. That would be like an Ayuk. Ayuk would definitely be a kind of route runner uh, prototype or archetype is another kind of way to put it. Uh, maybe Debo. Debo is more of a physical, um, just straight up like a physical receiver. He's not necessarily a deep threat, but he's a physical playmaker, you know? Um, so what's just kind of the general archetype or the prototype receiver that we're working with? So you're going to look at the body type, obviously, you know, like how I'm going to look at their size. So obviously you're looking at height, you're looking at weight. Um, another thing is length, you know, um, how long are they? Uh, some guys they've got, um, like Ayuk has crazy, like long legs and long arms. Um, and he can just like, he's got a special kind of agility to him. Uh, but yeah, like body type, size, length. Um, another thing that I'm going to be looking at is, um, I don't even have that on here. Size, length, where do I have agility? I don't even have agility listed on here. How do I not have agility listed on here? Jeez, what's wrong? add that on. Um, I do a body control. So I'll add that to body control. Agility. And do I have change of direction? Yeah, change of direction. Perfect. So once we get the body type in, size, length, you know, all that kind of stuff, Another thing that I'm really looking for when I'm scouting a receiver is how does he catch the ball? Is he a hand catcher or a body catcher? You know, is he attacking the ball? Is he going out to get it? Is he snagging it out of the air? Is he plucking the ball out of the air? Or is he letting it get to him and hit him in the chest? If somebody's a body catcher, that's typically a red flag if they do that consistently. You want someone who has good ball tracking skills, eyes, and focus. That's kind of my next thing is ball tracking, eyes, and focus. Um, as a receiver, you know, you're running down the field. A ball is up in the air. Can you see that ball, track it, and then adjust your route or adjust your trajectory to get there? And then when the ball does get there, how are your eyes, your concentration, and your focus as the ball approaches? And then as the ball approaches, do you go and get that ball or are you letting that ball hit you in the chest? Again, if you're a body catcher, consistently, that's a big concern. Obviously, if they're throwing it, you know, if it's like a back, if it's like a behind you kind of, if, if, if you can imagine if you're like running one direction and you had to like, it was thrown at like your, like your low back, your kidney, you have to like turn and kind of catch it in your body. That's different than you not attacking the ball. So are you a hand catcher or are you a body catcher? Are you attacking the ball, snagging the ball out of the air, plucking it out of the air? How are your ball tracking and how are your eyes and your focus? So that's kind of something that you're watching every time that the receiver gets targeted. Um, the next kind of note in here um, is body control. So body control, agility, change of directions. Um, how good are you at adjusting to the catch, right? So as the ball is coming towards you, does it look natural for you to jump up, twist, contort, and be able to snag the ball out of the air? Or do you just look very stiff and uh, rigid, like you're not able to? Um, some guys are very loose. Uh, other guys are very stiff. Uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing if you're stiff. Like if you're jacked as shit, you know, like, like DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is not necessarily the biggest like body control, agility, change of direction guy. But it doesn't really matter because he's 6'3", 230 pounds and runs a sub 4'4", and he's strong as hell. He's fast as hell. He's strong as hell. He's big as hell. And you chuck the ball downfield, he can outmuscle you and beat you there. So he doesn't necessarily have to have those other traits at the highest level. 
But at the very least, we want to see like, hey, how is this person's body control, their agility, their change of direction in terms of adjusting to the adjusting to the ball and uh, adjusting uh, on their routes? How are they running their routes? Does it look like they can plant a foot and change direction quickly? Um, how many steps does it take for them to change direction? If you've got a post route, you know, can you just plant one foot and then be going that 45 degree angle on a post? Is that a one foot thing? Or you do need three feet, like three steps in order to have that change of direction. So you have a rounded break. So that's kind of something that we're looking for. Uh, my next kind of note here for receivers is uh, soft hands and drops. Um, obviously, as a receiver, what is your job? Receiver. Uh, key part of that is receiving, which is catching it. Um, you've heard the term soft hands. And how good are your hands and your drops? Um, Shanahan is willing to live with drops as long as they're, in my opinion, Shanahan is okay with drops as long as they are concentration drops and not necessarily technique drops. And what I mean by that is sometimes you drop the ball because you know you're going to get hit or you're already looking about where you want to go, right? So you're like, cool. I'm going to get the ball. They're throwing the ball to me. I took my hand, my eyes off the ball to look upfield so that I can catch and run. That is something that we see Debo do. That is very different than say, you don't have good hands. You're looking at the ball. It's coming to you. Your eyes are on the ball. It hits your hands and bounces off because you don't have soft hands. Um, so how are your hands? How are your drops? Um, catching technique. So, you know, how are they hands when they catch it? You know, do you have the diamond? Do you have your hands together? Or are you clapping? The clap catch is not good. You don't want to see where the ball is going and you're trying to clap your hands to catch the ball. You know, you're reaching out, you're extending, you're creating that diamond and you're hitting it and you're securing the catch. Um, so how is your catching technique? Do you have soft hands or are you dropping it? Again, are you clap catching? That's a real big issue if you're noticing a lot of clap catching because it doesn't work. Uh, next thing that I have listed on here is release and stacking. So how's your release and getting off the line of scrimmage? Are you good at getting off press? Uh, are you good at uh, evading the jam? Um, when you beat the press, are you able to get on top of the defender? Are you able to stack that receiver, get ahead of steam, get a foot on them? Or do you really struggle with your releases? Uh, do you get jammed up a bunch? Um, sometimes this can be tricky in, um, in scouting because, you know, college... They scheme a lot of things, whether it be with emotion, whether it's getting guys in the slot, whether it's bunch formations or stack formations um, or one thing or another. But a lot of the times you just really can't tell how good a guy is uh, with their releases until, you know, until they get to the NFL. Uh, this is one of the biggest concerns that I remember there being about Justin Jefferson was I think he primarily played in the slot and he didn't play against a lot of press coverage. And because of that, they weren't sure how good he would be beating press off the line. Go figure. He gets the NFL. He's really good. And he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, but that's, that's something where you might need to project if you can't find film of their releases, beating press and stacking uh, defenders. That might be something, especially stacking a receiver. Maybe they just the defenses are giving them a huge cushion all the time. Hey, always stay on top of this guy. So maybe you're not able to see them against press. If that's the situation, then we get to our next one, which is route running. And the first thing on there is feet. How are their feet? Feet, 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 feet's huge. Um, watching the wide receiver's feet. How are the wide receiver's feet off the line? Uh, are they clean and crisp? Um, are they 
you know, are they quick feet? Are they slow? Are they plodding? You know, what do their feet look like um, off the line? What do their feet look like running the route? Um, are they able to plant their feet and change direction quickly and easily? Um, and this also, are they stutter stepping or do they have a clean and crisp explode off line? Um, so sometimes you'll see guys kind of like rock and lean kind of into a release. Um, or maybe they'll have a stutter step on their release. So ideally you want quick, clean, uh, crisp feet. Um, and again, like different players are different. So maybe you're looking at a more physical receiver. Anquan Bolden did not have, you know, necessarily the fastest feet. But I remember somebody saying that uh, watching him run routes, it felt like a horse was running because he was so powerful. So maybe you're looking at a physical receiver and he's got just like, you know, every time that you see him plant his feet, it's maybe not like the fastest, but you can see the power and it's like, well, nobody's going to jam him because he's going to knock you on your ass. Um, so again, it's, it's not necessarily like everything has to always be that way. Um, but again, how are you winning this? All right, where was I? Uh, so feet, another thing with route running, obviously feet is the number one thing in terms of routes. Again, can they plant? Um, how consistent are they with their routes? Um, another thing is a head and shoulder fakes. Um, so head fakes, shoulder fakes, that's a good thing to throw off a defender. Um, that's something you want to pay attention to on the route running. Uh, also varying up their speed. If you're running the same speed all the time, um, you know, routes can be predictive. So are you seeing them vary their speed? You know, do they slow down and then do they accelerate? You know, are they, are they mixing things up? Are they creative in their route running? You know, there's, there's a million ways to run a slant. Does that make sense? So there's like a quick three-step slant where it's, you go straight off the line, bam, 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 plant, and then you're running a slant. There would be a, uh, there's, you know, where you stutter, you fake to the outside against press, you press it vertical, and then you cut inside on the slant. There is, you know, where you release, you take an inside release, and then you press vertical, and then you cut, a, and then you make your slant. Are you varying up the speed? Are you just, do you kind of see what I mean? Like there's, we want to see some variation in the routes in terms of the speed, acceleration, deceleration. Um, another thing that somebody really mentioned uh, that caught up is, um, Uh, deceleration. So not just your ability to accelerate, but your ability to decelerate. You know, can you, if you're accelerating full go, like one of the ways that you went on, the way that you went on a hitch route or like a stop route is you press vertical to the point where the defender has to turn their hips and bail and then you stop. Are you able to stop in like two steps or is it like, da, 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 and it takes like six steps for you to slow down, turn around on the hitch and catch the ball? At that point, the defender has seen this kind of happening. So not only your ability to accelerate, but your ability to decelerate. So the ability to vary those speed. Um, also telegraphing. Are you just telegraphing your routes? Like, is it obvious to the defender what route you're running because you're telegraphing all your moves? And the final thing that I've listed on route running, uh, at least for now, is eyes. Um, again, with the head fakes, where are your, where are the receiver's eyes going? Because, and this is something that I know um, Shanahan has the receivers do is, well, and I guess a lot of, pretty much all high level coaches are going to do this is, the receiver is going to, a lot of the times, adjust their route based on the coverage. Um, it's, fairly common. It's kind of like, you know, you go on Madden, you see the play art and, uh, there's like, you know, the routes. And then one of the routes, it'll say like, well, maybe it's this one, it's this way. But if it's a cover two, then you, you know, cut it off here. 
So maybe you're running like four verts, but if it turns out, if it's a, if it's a cover three, you know, your inside guys stay vertical because you're attacking the seams and they can only defend one way or the other. Uh, but if it's a cover two, then the slot receiver is going to turn it into a post route and attach that m open middle of the field. Um, but the only way that you can do that is by your eyes as a receiver. Um, ultimately, with wide receivers, one of the most important questions is, can he separate? Is that receiver able to create separation on the routes? Obviously, Shanahan has the ability to scheme guys open, but being a good receiver, you need to be able to separate. There's different ways to do it, whether it's your footwork, your route running, your speed, you know, if it's faking guys or if it's just being physical, but can you separate? If all a guy does in college is his highlight reels all just contested catches, that's cool, but contested catches is not something that translates well to the NFL. The corners are so much better in the NFL, you can't rely on contested catches. You got to be able to separate. Um, another thing is hand fighting. So you see this a lot um, in the NFL. You know, the receivers in the corners, they're hand fighting. So, you know, when the corner is trying to get hands on a receiver, you know, you're 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 not allowed to hold and you're not allowed to grab and you're not allowed to interfere. But that doesn't mean that corners and defensive backs are not trying to affect the route and affect your ability to catch by messing with your hands and your arms throughout the route, you know, hand fighting. So how are they hand fighting? Are they able to keep their hands clean, um, you know, against these defensive backs? Uh, another just general good thing to keep in mind is, hey, can the wide receiver, does he find a soft spot in his zone? You know, against zone coverage, is he just able to say, hey, cool, here's an open area. I know my quarterback will see me. I'm going to I'm gonna move right here, and I'm just going to get wide open here in this uh, soft spot in the zone. So are you, does the receiver find soft spots in zones? Um, speed, acceleration, deceleration, obviously that's always important. Um, ability to stop and decelerate is huge um, with a wide receiver. And speed matters, but it's not everything. Um, and there's different kinds of speed. There's burst off the line. There's acceleration. There's long speed. Um, you know, I think of uh, like Danny Gray. I called him a long strider. He has like long buildup speed. Once he gets going, like he's gone, you know? Uh, whereas other guys like Debo is just pure acceleration. He's zero to a hundred and, you know, three steps. So, uh, long speed, deceleration and stopping. Cool. All right. And then the final couple things, uh, create yak. So again, one of the big things that I brought up with Shanahan, does this receiver create yards after catch? And if so, how? Does he create yak because he's so fast that he's breaking angles and he's able to, you know, split defenders? Does he create yak by breaking tackles, a la Debo? Uh, does he create yak, uh, you know, just because he's already so far gone that he can adjust his speed on the route, track the ball, catch it in stride, and continue at full speed? Um, so how does he create yards after catch and how? And then, of course, the final question is, will all this translate? Ultimately, if they're doing everything, but they only show it against the lowest level competition, maybe it just doesn't translate at all. Um, but that's kind of what we're going to be looking for. And uh, as I scout players, I will basically have this kind of like cheat sheet open um, to say, hey, you know, check this box, check that box, take a note here, take a note there, all that kind of stuff. So those are all the kind of things that I'm looking for as I'm scouting a uh, wide receiver. Uh, next thing is tight ends. So tight ends is going to be a bit shorter um, in terms of uh, what we're going to discuss. So the first thing with tight ends is... Uh, prototype. Again, what kind of tight end are we looking for? There's different kinds of tight ends. 
Um, the way I would kind of look at it is you've typically got your big wide receivers. Those are typically the tight ends that are essentially just good receivers. They just happen to be the size of a tight end. Um, this is, you know, a lot like your Travis Kelsey's. Um, this is, um, who is it? I want to say uh, coming out this year, I want to say Dalton Kincaid. Um, but ultimately, they're, they're essentially just jumbo-sized wide receivers. You know, they, they play wide receiver except for the fact that they're, you know, 6'4 plus 240 plus. Um, so are they just a big wide receiver? Or uh, is this a blocking tight end? Is this a tight end where all you ever see him do is block? Um, is this a vertical threat tight end? A vertical threat tight end, I would consider to be somebody who has the speed and agility to threaten the seams. Um, so, you know, can, can this tight end get off the line and accelerate past and beat a linebacker on a vertical route. I would consider that a vertical threat. Because if you've got that, uh, then you know you, you've got a guy who can get, you know, 10, 15, 20 yards, uh, you know, just flying up that seam, uh, having a vertical threat. It's a good thing. Um, I would also say there's kind of like a possession type of tight end. This is typically a, uh, a receiver who wins off of their size and uh, contested catches and being able to body guys. And then the other kind of one um, is a uh, H-back. So kind of like in between the size of a fullback and a tight end, uh, kind of like your Delaney Walkers. You know, these are going to be the guys who I think what Shanahan is looking for in a tight end is a guy who's 6'4 to 6'6 and about 250 pounds. An H-back is going to be the guy who's 6'2", 6'3", 235, 240. And he plays more of almost a fullback slash tight end kind of role. Um, so that'd be an H-back. Um, so again, that's kind of the different prototypes. Uh, what is George Kittle? Well, George Kittle's really fucking good. So I would consider George Kittle to be a blocker, a vertical threat, and a possession tight end because he wins with all those. He is the ultimate do-everything uh, tight end. Travis Kelsey, I would say, is a big wide receiver, vertical threat, uh, possession. Uh, a Mark Andrews, I would consider to be a, uh, a possession and blocker. Um, I would say that, uh, let's see, who else is another one? Um, Darren Waller. I would put him in the big wide receiver vertical threat possession kind of category. So you can kind of see like a couple of different types of like prototypes or archetypes. Uh, so again, first thing we're looking for is size and length. Uh, with size and length, I think the main thing that you're looking for with size is you're looking for 6'4 to 6'6. I think that's what we're looking for in terms of height, uh, length, you want decent arm length. I think that there's a certain minimum uh, amount of arm length that you need in order to win on your blocks and in order to win as a receiver. I don't know what that number is for a tight end, but I would assume it's probably somewhere around the 33-inch long arm range. Uh, the next note that I have on here is for tight ends is run blocking. Now, run blocking is difficult in college I think what you're looking for with run blocking, um, you're looking for first off effort. Just putting forth effort is half of run blocking, uh, just in my personal opinion. Uh, I think that if you watch college tape and you see a tight end who's just blocking his ass off, that's going to win you big, big bonus points. Um, just in terms of like the scouting profile, like, Hey, and I mean, you know, just does this guy block his ass off every time that we ask him to run block? Yes. Cool. Check effort. Next up technique. Um, I am not much of like a, uh, I, I honestly, like, I don't know very much about run blocking technique. Um, 
but I will say that my next little note in here is leverage. I think leverage is a good thing. Um, you know, your ability to have good leverage on the defender. Um, I'm also adding on here strength and anchor. Strength, anchor. So, you know, do you have the strength? A lot of the times, um, actually, I'm going to say core strength too. Just, you know what? No, I need a, I need a whole strength uh, kind of category here. So I'm going to add this in here. So strength. So we're looking at core. Uh, we're looking at arms. And we're looking at anchor. And yeah, also uh, leg drive, you know, leg drive. Um, but yeah, all those kind of things. Those are all things that we're looking for in terms of run blocking. Um, we're also looking for, are they able to maintain their blocks and are they able to get to their blocks? Um, can they get to the block? Get to block. And are they able to maintain the block? A lot of the times uh, we've seen this where, you know, they, uh, a guy will maybe be quick enough to get to the block, but then he can't maintain and hold that block long enough. Um, or seal off that edge long enough that the defender is able to shed him and then make a play. So can you get to the block and then can you maintain that run block long enough? Um, but in general, you know, we're looking at effort. Uh, we're looking at leverage. And, you know, just do they have the, the acceleration to get to the block and the strength to maintain that block? And we're probably not going to see a whole lot of run blocking just because it's, you know, the college football, there's not a whole lot of traditional kind of tight end stuff going on. Um, but that's kind of what you're looking for. Uh, when it comes to tight end pass catching, just refer back to our, uh, our wide receiver notes there. Uh, you know, all, all the things that we mentioned, uh, wide receiver, when it comes to pass catching, um, just go back to the wide receiver. And the last note that I have on here for tight ends is athletic profile. So are we looking at a guy who's built like a horse? You know, he's 6'5", 265 pounds. Uh, or is he more of a long kind of receiver build where he's maybe 6'6", six, six, uh, 250, but he's got long arms and he's more of a possession receiver. So which is his kind of athletic profile. Is he big, strong, and stiff? Is he, you know, athletic and nimble? Um, just kind of general athletic profile. As far as what we're looking for, for a Shanahan tight end, I think the number one thing simply is blocking. Run blocking is number one in Shanahan's book. So we're looking for guys who are good run blockers. How do we know who's a good run blocker? I think realistically, uh, you know, some draft guides. I know PFF has run blocking grade. That's kind of a good uh, kicking off point. Um, and then you just read different scouting profiles. They'll kind of say, hey, this guy's more of a possession or receiving tight end. This guy's, you know, good blocking. And then you just watch the film and see. But number one is looking for run blocking. Kittle's a big blocker. Um, you know, uh, who was it? Uh, who did we draft that, uh, we lost Caden Smith. Caden Smith was a solid blocker. Um, Charlie Warner, he was known for being a powerful blocker. Um, like he was like a Mack truck just out there smashing dudes. So number one is they're looking for a guy who can block. And then you add on to that, um, Add on to that some athleticism, um, some speed. I think with with tight ends, one thing that we want to keep in mind with tight ends is as long as they have good hands, Shanahan can scheme them open, and we just want enough speed that if a defender misses a block on a run fake, that you know this tight end can you know like fake a run, fake a block. Or, you know, just like bump a guy on a block and then leak out. And hey, you know, he may not be a 4-5 George Kittle, but maybe he runs a 4-7, but with a head of steam, you know, good luck catching him, you know, within the next 20 yards. And 
Maybe Shanahan schemes him open. He catches the ball in stride and he picks up 20 yards before he gets dragged down from behind. So we're not necessarily looking for the fastest guy, but we want is a really good blocker. Um, and then, you know, decent hands. We want a good blocker with solid hands. Who's got enough athleticism for yards after catch. So there we go. That's tight ends. Next up running backs. Now running backs is uh, an interesting one. There's all kinds of different running backs. You've got uh, everyone from your, geez, your, your small guys uh, all the way up to your big guys. And uh, my brain is just kind of like dying here in terms of examples, but you know, you've got your little wide receivers and you've got your big Derek, you've got your Derek Henry's and your, um, um, Lenny, what's it? Leonard Fournette's. You've got your big, powerful guys with build up speed. And then you've got your small kind of jitterbug guys. Um, so what are the different prototypes of running back? Well, you've got power running backs. You've got speed running backs. You've got guys who are elusive and shifty. You've got North South style running backs. You've got East West running backs. You've got one cut running backs. You've got scat backs, uh, receiving backs. There's a lot of different types of running backs. Um, a lot of different styles. What I think, what's interesting to me with Shanahan is that what I think fits best with his system and what he seems to value for some reason, seem to not quite add up in terms of uh, how he's drafted. Um, you know, what works best in his system? Well, fast outside zone guys who might be a little undersized. You know, Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert. Um, he wanted a Jarek McKinnon who back in the day was really fast. Um, I'm, I'm brain dumbing right now. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. So again, you know, your, your speedy outside zone running backs, you know, they're, they're 5'10", 200 pounds, and they run a 4'4 flat, maybe faster. You know, that's what I kind of thought made the most sense. Uh, you know, maybe they're kind of elusive and shifty, but they're really typically more of a, uh, a one cut running back, uh, where you run your outside zone, they press the edge, they see a cutback lane, they plant a foot in the ground, and then they get north and south and just run as fast as they can and split the defenders. But for some reason, what he's drafted in the third round is typically more of uh, power running backs. You know, in the in the third round, for some reason, he's drafting guys who are more, you know, 6'1", 215, 220, kind of in between the tackles. Um, doesn't really make sense, but... Either way, you know, there's a lot of different types of prototypes of running backs. But hey, what kind of prototypes are we looking at here? Uh, what are their size? Like, what's his size when we're looking at him? Um, one very important thing is acceleration and burst. So acceleration and burst, um, top speed doesn't always necessarily matter. But what does matter is how fast can you get to your top speed, you know, um, what's your 10 yard split. That definitely matters a lot because, you know, running back in the NFL, it's not typically made up of running 40 yards. So your 40 yard time doesn't always matter. Um, uh, I do think it matters when it comes to explosive plays. Um, but just in terms of a, a bare minimum, you got to have a certain level of acceleration and burst off the line. Uh, cause ultimately like how quickly can you hit that hole? And how quickly can you get, you know, 10, 15 yards upfield? You know, how quickly can you stop and go? How quickly can you cut on a dime and hit that gap? So acceleration and burst. Uh, top end speed matters, um, but I would consider it a bonus. Um, it's definitely useful when it comes to explosives. And Shanahan, I think it matters a little bit more for the simple fact that Shanahan is able to scheme guys wide open. And if you've got good acceleration and good top end speed with the size of holes that you're going to get in the run game, that's a formula for an explosive run play. Uh, so acceleration, burst, top end speed. Uh, the next thing on here is agility and body control. So how much body control do you have? You know, can you shrink in between the tackles? Can you weave 
in between the linebackers at the second level. You know, how is your agility and body control? Uh, the next thing is feet and hips. Feet and hips. So what do I mean by this? Well, it means a couple different things, but ultimately with feet, you just want to watch feet. You know, are they slow and plodding? That's a problem. Are they quick? Can they vary their speed? Um, how much ankle flexion do they have? You know, can they stop, turn on a dime? Can they weave? A lot of that, uh, you know, just foot balanced. They always look like they have their feet under them. Uh, their hips. How is their hip flexibility and mobility? Uh, this helps a lot when it comes to, again, terms of like weaving in between traffic at the second level. You know, do they have quick feet where they can get narrow, fly between? They can increase their speed, accelerate, get skinny through a gap, you know, with their vision, see a linebacker and then plant their foot you know, turn and use their hips to weave past that linebacker at the second level. That's kind of what you're looking for in terms of feet and hips. Are they able to run on the outside, you know, on an outside zone? Are they able to press the outside zone? And then as soon as there's a cutback, can they plant a foot, ankle, angle it? And, you know, with their feet and hip mobility, one cut and then fire upwards through that hole that just opened up in the outside zone. So feet and hips, just watching their feet and hips on the play. Uh, what's their lateral quickness? You know, can they get side to side when they need to? Uh, sometimes jukes matter. I'm not too concerned about like jukes and spins and all that kind of stuff, but more just like lateral quickness. You know, are they able to, as they're approaching a hole, you see a linebacker, switch over to the next gap and then hit that other gap, you know, once they realize that, uh, you know, the gap they were going to hit is full. Uh, the next thing is vision. So when it comes to vision, there's a couple of things that you kind of want to think about. Uh, first thing is just seeing the holes um, and seeing the running lanes. And there is a little bit of a difference in terms of hole versus lane. A hole could simply be, hey, you know, there's your A gap and there's your B gap. So vision, first thing is just seeing the hole. So which one of these holes does it look like I have the better ability to get through? Uh, the next thing is like a running lane. So if you can get that to the next level, hey, I can see that, you know, my A gap, there's a hole there that I can hit. I can also hit um, the B gap. Both those gaps are currently vacant. I can get through there. Next thing is the lane. Is there an ongoing running game or an ongoing running lane at the second level that I can get through? So not only do I see, hey, I'm approaching, I got an A gap and a B gap, which one do I go? Well, it looks like, um, you know, based off my understanding of the run fits of this defense, um, I'm going to win in the A gap here, you know, and being able to see the holes and the running lanes develop um, at different levels of the field. Ultimately, vision is decision making. Uh, just making the right decision in terms of which holes to hit and which lanes to take. Um, but how good is the vision? Um, another thing is setting up blocks. So, you know, are they, is the running back setting up blocks and using their blockers leverage? You know, again, like depending on how your blockers are doing, say that you run an outside zone and you cut it up field or whatever, and now, cool, now, now I'm three yards downfield. I've made it past the defensive line. So now I see my tight end on a linebacker. Or maybe I've got, you know, a, a backside guard or tackle or whatever downfield blocking. Well, am I going to run in front of where they're pushing them? Or am I going to see that slow down and follow up behind and let the blocker use their leverage and basically use that, use my blockers leverage in order to create more space to run behind. So are they setting up blocks and are they using the leverage of the blockers? You know, hat count. 
Um, is this type of runner, this running back, are they an inside zone runner or are they an outside runner? Do they better, are they better just downhill running through the tackles or are they more of a, you know, outside zone runner? Um, typically running backs are better at one or the other. Um, but you know, like, do they run inside or outside? Next thing is decisiveness. I don't really know how I would describe this, except that you'll kind of know when you see it. You don't want somebody who just looks indecisive. You want someone who knows what gap they're going to hit, and when they see it, they attack it. We want running backs who attack, go downfield. Obviously, it's good to set up set up blocks. Uh, you know, wait for your lanes, have the vision, but you don't want somebody who looks indecisive or uncertain. You want a decisive running back. <clears throat> Uh, the next thing is, are they elusive or shifty? You know, how how elusive are they? How shifty are they? Um, do they break tackles? How do they break tra- break tackles? Do they force missed tackles? How do they do it? Uh, elusiveness, shiftiness, breaking tackles, force missed tackles. How do they do it and will it translate? I... Don't expect that, you know, your 5'10", 210 pound running back in college who stiff arms everybody is going to do that at the next level. You know, like how, how many running backs in the NFL have elite stiff arms, you know, like Derrick Henry and maybe like two other guys. So if all they're doing is just stiff arming people, I probably wouldn't count on it. Um, but, you know, if they're consistently winning just by, uh, you know, a little bit of like, a hip mobility where they can just like contort their body a couple inches away that they're just kind of their guys are slipping off them and they're not allowing people to get hands on them. That's probably more likely, you know, it's those that, that, uh, that body control, that agility. So how are they breaking tackles? How are they forcing missed tackles? Um, contact balance. So what kind of balance do they have when they take a hit? Um, how is their leg strength? Are they able to churn out extra yards? Are they able to push the pile? So leg strength, it's not everything. Again, we don't typically run like a power, uh, kind of like downhill power running attack, but you got to have some leg strength. Um, you know, Elijah Mitchell, um, he's got leg strength. Christian McCaffrey has leg strength. Um, you know, like you, you want to have some leg strength so that when you run into a defender, you're moving him, you're moving forward. You're not hitting a wall and getting pushed backwards on contract contact. You need to push forward. Um, and the next thing is yards after contact. Um, a big number for me when I'm kind of looking at these, uh, different scouting reports and draft guides is, uh, just yards after contact. You know, are you creating ultimately in my opinion, run blocking and running scheme is typically more important to run game success than the running back themselves. And the reason why I say that is if you have a dominant offensive line and they're getting three yards of push on, on average, if you're gaining five yards on average, that means that your running back is only getting two yards after contact that they're creating on their own. Um, If your offensive line is getting negative two yards on average and your running back is getting five yards after contact, you're still only averaging, you're only averaging three yards per carry. So the run blocking typically matters more than the running back themselves. However, what makes a running back valuable is what they are able to create on their own after contact, after blocking. I mean, if, if you have a huge hole and all you need to do is run through it, like that's great, but anybody can run through a hole. So once you get through that hole, what are you generating after you hit that hole? And how are you creating those yards after contact? Are you getting yards after contact with speed, with strength, with power, with breaking tackles, with being slippery, with being shifty? Um, You know, like, are you creating on your own? 
yards after contact and yards that the running back creates is a very, very important thing to look at because again, like you'll see, you'll see scouting reports. It was like, wow, this running back averaged eight yards a carry. Okay. That's cool. But how, what, what did their offensive line do? Who are they playing against? You know, if, if they're getting eight yards a carry, but their offensive line is getting six yards a push on every time, that running back is only getting two yards extra. Whereas, say you have a running back who only averaged four yards a carry, but their offensive line was getting destroyed for negative yards every game. Well, cool. This guy is getting like five, six yards on average on his own. So do you create? Uh, the next thing is ball security. Um so with ball security, ultimately, you know, is, is there a fumbling tendency? Do they keep the ball close to their body? Do they have the four points of contact or whatever? When they know they're going to get hit, do they go both hands on the ball? Um, when they're running downfield and a defender is approaching, do they switch the ball to the opposite hand? Um, do they look natural when they're doing that? Um, do they have a fumbling problem? Have they had a fumbling problem? Um, are they loose with the ball when they're running downfield or they keep it tight into their chest with like, you know, again, arm, wrist, forearm, bicep and chest as they're running downfield. So how is the ball security? Shanahan does not tolerate fumbles. That'll get you benched and kicked off the team. Um, next thing is receiving ability. Um, I'm not getting into that too much. Um, again, like C wide receiver, but ultimately like, what, how are their routes out of the backfield and how are their hands? Um, and also just were they featured? Um, you know, typically if they weren't featured at all in the past game, that's usually not a good sign. However, with college, you never really know. So it's kind of tricky, but ultimately like what do their routes look like running out of the backfield? Um, are they, are they able to beat linebackers one-on-one -on -one with their routes and then do they have natural looking hands or does it look awkward? And then with pass blocking, pass blocking is another very important thing when it comes to the ability for a running back to be on the field is can you pass block? If you can't pass block, you're probably not going to see the field as a running back in the NFL. And in terms of pass blocking, I'm looking for effort. I'm looking for technique. Um, I'm looking for leverage. Um, you know, do they have enough strength? And other than that, just awareness. You know, are you aware if there's a blitzer coming, are you at least aware enough that you can get in the way and give him a good punch and hold him off for at least, you know, a second or two? You know, I don't expect my running back to be an offensive tackle in terms of blocking, but I do expect you to have the awareness and the effort to stop a blitzer at least for like one second, you know, just like hit him, slow him down. Again, I'm, I'm not expecting offensive lineman level skill in terms of pass blocking, but just the awareness to pick up a blitzer and the effort and technique. I'm going to add on here strength and anchor. But yeah, the main thing is just awareness, effort, you know, can you, can you slow down a blitzer? You know, that's, that's really what we're looking for at the very least. Um, cool. There we go. That's running backs. We're moving along super fast. <laughs> uh, next is offensive line. I'm going to try and get through this fairly quickly. Um, I don't think there's a huge difference in terms of uh, offensive tackle and interior offensive line. Um, I think the main difference with offensive tackle versus, uh, interior offensive line is going to be, um, your frame. So like size and length. And the other thing is just lateral agility. So what I mean by that is in terms of offensive line, typically you go, uh, like the tallest and longest guys are typically your tackles. So with an offensive lineman, if you're looking at a tackle, I think what Shanahan is looking for is bare minimum, uh, six foot five, 
Uh, Trent Williams is six foot five. Uh, they've thought about putting um, Colton McKivitz at offensive tackle. I think he's six five or six six. Um, Dan Brunskill, I think, is like six five, six six. Uh, Justin School was six six. So we're looking at six five to potentially six eight in terms of height, length. 33 inch arms is like the minimum length. You need to be able to have enough length on your arms to be able to hold off defensive ends. A lot of defensive ends have 33, 34, 35 inch long arms. 33 inch long arms is the minimum. I think realistically with an offensive tackle, you're looking at 34 plus. Uh, This is also one reason why I think that there is potential for Spencer Burford to play offensive tackles because I think he has like 35 inch long arms. Um, So even though he's only 6'4", he's got like 35 inch long arms. So he has the length in order to win at offensive tackle. Um, So that's height, length, ideally looking at 34 to 35 inch long arms. And lateral agility. And the reason why I say lateral agility is the other main difference is because when you're looking at speed rushers, um, you need to be able to anchor, whether that's a center, whether you're a guard, whether you're a tackle, you need to be able to anchor uh, versus a power rush. But at offensive tackle, you need to be able to, when you've got somebody wide, lined up at a wide nine, you've got to have the lateral agility to comfortably and naturally catch him as he makes his speed rush around the edge. So you got to have the size And I think at offensive tackle, you're looking, I think in general, what we're looking for for offensive tackle, and again, I could be wrong. I think minimum, you're looking for 6'5", 305, 310 pounds with uh, 33, 34-inch long arms. Um, And you're looking for good lateral agility. Um, Obviously, you know, that could go up from there. And there is a certain limit to how big you want to be. Uh, we don't typically want like a Daniel Falele kind of guy. I don't think Shanahan is looking for a 380-pound offensive tackle um, because he wants guys who can move. Um, so I think you're probably, you know, I don't think he's going to want a guy who's bigger than, say, like 320, 325. Because uh, even Mike McGlinchey, when he got up to like 325, he said that he was a little bit too slow. Um, and Trent Williams is just built differently. So even though Trent Williams is like 6'5", 325, 330, whatever, Trent Williams is a freaking nature and he ran, he runs like a freaking, he runs a sub 540. So Trent Williams is, you know, the outlier obviously, but I think that's what we're looking for. So for offensive tackle, height, length, and lateral agility, again, you got to be able to mirror those outside speed rushers. And you need to be able to catch them when they're using speed moves, speed to power, or that bend. You got to have that lateral agility at offensive tackle. And that's something that can be the difference between being an offensive tackle and playing NFL tackle versus being kicked into guard is your lateral agility and your length. Um, Outside of that, I think with offensive line, a lot of it is... uh, going to be about the same across the board other than those things um so feet and hand usage so how are your feet um how are your hands you know are are your hands active do you have good grip strength are you able to on your run on your run blocks get a good grip hold your block um how are your feet uh do your feet do you have a good base or are they always kind of off balance Um, how strong are you? What is your anchor like? Um, we're looking at core strength. We're looking at hand strength. Um, you know, how is your anchor, um, in terms of run blocking, uh, again, Shanahan is looking for guys who can run block. So in terms of run block, uh, you're looking at burst and speed off the snap. So it's not necessarily just it's burst and speed, and a lot of that is lateral. Because a lot of the times what Shanahan asks guys to do on the outside of zone is say that you've got your, I'm just going to use a guard, just for ease of use. Uh, from the guard position, if the defensive lineman is lined up at a two-eye technique, he's lined up over, let's say that you're, I'm going to pretend I'm a right guard. 
a two eye. So I'm a right guard. The center is to my left, right? So a two eye technique is going to be basically he is over my left shoulder. A three technique is going to be over my right shoulder. If we're doing an outside zone, I need to be able to get past the three technique to where my head is and my block is now on his out. He's already on my outside shoulder, my right shoulder. I need to be fast enough with burst and speed to get laterally to get on the other side of his head in order to seal off that block on the outside zone. So with run blocking, what's the burst and the speed off the snap? And then are they able to maintain that block? Are they able to seal that block? And then additionally, blocking downfield. Do you ever see a guy downfield? And if he is downfield, is he downfield blocking correctly? And is he blocking with the right angle and the right leverage for the run play? You know, if you're blocking a guy, but you're blocking him the wrong direction, you might F up a play. Um, so burst and speed off the snap, you know, can you, can you get, if the three technique is on your out, on your outside right shoulder, can you beat him to his now outside shoulder in order to win that off the snap? So that's some run blocking stuff. We're going to look for that. Um, the next thing just in terms of pass rushing is how do they handle different pass rush moves? So there's different kind of pass rush moves, you know, at, uh, at different positions. Um, you know, again, at offensive tackle, you have to look out for those speed rushers who are just so fast around the edge. Um, they, they just burst off the line. So that's why you got to have that lateral agility. Um, do they have the anchor to win a bull rush? Um, are they able to use their hands effectively um, to, you know, defend and counter and maintain a block? Uh, how do they do against a bull rush? How do they do against a swim move? How do they do against a club move? Um, how do they do against the rip? Um, how do they do against a spin move? Um, do they have the awareness in order to pick up stunts? Um, do they have the awareness to pick up blitzes? I know at center, or at least for a position that for somebody who we want to play center, are they able to identify blitzers and adjust, um, you know, where the protection is, you know, uh, are they communicating with the other offensive linemen? Um, so these are all kind of things that you're looking for with an offensive lineman. So again, in terms of size, typically the smaller ones are going to be in the middle, you know, I think your center, realistically, I think if you, I think you could survive with a, a 6'2", 6'3", 300-pound center, uh, especially in Shanahan's scheme. He likes him a little undersized, a little more athletic. Uh, guard, again, I think you're looking at 6'3", 6'4", 6'5"-ish. Uh, I don't think you want more than 6'5", just it's a little bit more difficult to see over from the pocket. Um, so I think 6'5", is kind of the height limit for offensive guard. Uh, typically guards might be a little bit wider, a little bit bigger, uh, than the center. So they're typically in Shanahan system. The guards are 305 to 315 ish. Um, you know, Aaron Banks was kind of the anomaly. He was, uh, I think six, four, six, five, uh, like 325, but very wide, not necessarily tall, but wide. So wider bodies a lot of the times as a guard, um, but again, the athleticism is more. And then again, with tackles, you're looking at 6'5 to, I think, 6'7 realistically. And you're looking at 3'10 to 3'20 with those longer arms, the good lateral agility. Again, run blocking, burst, speed off the step, maintaining the block, sealing it, blocking downfield. And a big question I always like to ask just, you know what, when you're watching the offensive line, can you, can you pass block for three seconds? Can you consistently hold a block for three seconds? Because if you can block consistently for three seconds, three seconds is a long time in the NFL for a quarterback. I think that uh, the average time to throw in the NFL is something like probably about 2.7 seconds. You know, the fastest guys, the the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady's, um, you know, the, uh, the Jimmy G's, you know, rhythm and timing, they're getting the ball out in two and a half seconds. 
the slowest guys in the NFL, you know, the scramblers, um, you know, your, your Mahomes, um, your Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson's they're you know, maybe pushing three, 3.2 seconds. Um, and at that point, you know, you're typically under pressure. So I always like to just say like, Hey, I'm watching this guy. Thousand one, thousand two, thousand three. Cool. He held a block for three seconds. That's a win. If he's getting beating, if he's getting beaten right off the snap, that's a loss. But is he consistently maintaining a block for three seconds? To me, that's a win. If you're holding a block for three seconds, that's a win. If you're holding a block for four seconds, that's a very good win. Um, but ultimately, I always want to ask, can you maintain a block, hold a pass block for three seconds? All right. Cool. Well, I hope that was a value to you. Um, that pretty much closes up the offense in terms of scouting. So again, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, offensive line. Uh, that's all the things I'm going to be looking for uh, when it comes to scouting. And I will have those notes pulled up. Um, I've got this whole thing written down. Um, DM me or email me. If you want a copy, I'd be happy to email it to you. It's literally just like a little three or four paid word document. And all I did was literally just read off my notes here, but yeah, that's how I'm going to be scouting the offense. So appreciate all of you. Uh, next one, we'll be coming back and doing defense and, uh, obviously like comment, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, all that good stuff. And, uh, as always go Niners. <laughs>